You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. I can't. By the way, look how much better my hair looks without them. Ready? Huh? Yeah, now look. I know. You but look kind of goofy. I, I do, but you know, I can't. I feel like I feel naked without my headphones on. Well, that's because we're in a, a little bit of a different studio. Mm-hmm. So we're in a different atmosphere. We should tell people who are, who are not watching our video cast but listening oh, yeah. on podcast. That's right. That uh, we're doing our first video cast. So you're really blind out there. There's so much to see, huh, Janice? We have these mic flags and everything. What do you think of these fancy? Oh, we're very professional now, Jillian. Look, and cups. We've yeah. got cups that the say cups? the Daily Dose with Jillian Michaels. Oh, man, yours is gnarly. Should have said, well, it's got lip gloss mm-hmm. on it. But, hmm. Oh, that is all. But we are in a new environment. Yeah. And it, it takes a little getting used to mm-hmm. of, of things. So yeah. please excuse us if we're a little bit um, awkward. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what the hell else is going on? Um, oh, you know what? You know, the um, uh, the Academy Awards, I don't know if you saw it, there's a little show that happened a little while ago. Um, um, there was a documentary that was up, and I don't know if you've you seen the, the documentary Pina? No. Pina Bausch. Anyway, Pina Bausch was a German choreographer, very famous choreographer. She has since passed, and the documentary is done while she was she died during the documentary. Amazing. Oh, anyway. that's awful. But so anyway, go what to the bumper, Janice. Oh, just hang in there. Anyway, so I go to this. I go to the show. I'm sitting there. It's 3D, and it's all about her work. And and it just because you know, of course, I was a dancer back in Janice the day. Janice was a cane can dancer. <laughs> huh? I wish I could flip the cameras and show the faces of all of our cruisers. Yes. like this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can can dancer. It was my first AKA job. A hussy. That's no, right. yes, I was a bit of a hussy, and Are I had to nudity sh- in can can dancing. No, you come out. You come out like this. Okay, do you started like this. Janice is gonna can can dance. We're the girls of the bar curvel show, and then we have to swish our skirts up, and then do this a lot. And anyway, anyway. Oh my! This is bending over and showing her butt for three months, three shows a day. Is this porn? It wasn't porn, but I, back in the day, it was porn. So you're a porn star. I was a porn star. My first professional job as a dancer. I knew it. Anyway, I knew it. so but I was watching. I, I was watching it, and I yeah. and, and they were interviewing the dancers. And mm-hmm. what intrigued me was I love how you've just skated right over the fact that you well, did porn. I've, I've already showed my ass, so there's nowhere else to go. So anyway, but what intrigued me was yeah. She was able to pull out of. She was. She had so. They trusted her so much. The dancers. The dancers trusted her so much that they allowed her to take them to places that they would never go emotionally, emotionally, physically. It's like. And I remember in in my days as a dancer, 
there's sometimes I would have a choreographer who would do that. You you trust them so much. And I thought, when do we get an opportunity to trust someone so much? And I think you do that sometimes with, 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 with a lot of people you work with. They mm. trust you so much. But a lot of times we don't get that chance, right? Mm. And I'm thinking that if you can't, if you don't have that opportunity to have someone draw that out in you, that maybe you can be that person. Interesting. Maybe you could be the person to make that little bit of a change, that little bit of a, that, just that. It's just a matter of taking notice with somebody. Taking notice they might need a little something. Giving them that, that belief that they can do it, that intrinsic, built-in belief in themselves that they're, they're capable of more, capable of stretching beyond the limits. Is that what you're But saying? it doesn't even have to be that big. I mean, that's, that's great, <laughs> that's, but it doesn't have to be that big. It can be really tiny. It can be just noticing something. No, like I was at yoga class last night, and this girl came up to me, and she just said, "You have really nice shoulders." No, she didn't have to. Say. <laughs> she said, "I had really nice." And I was just so. That to me gave me that that one sentence that someone noticed just came up and said that. Like she didn't have to do that. She didn't have to come out of her bubble and 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 say something. But what that meant was huge to me. And mm. I think if we can do that little thing, like. Sometimes even just opening a door for someone. I, I know that sounds so minuscule, no, but it's, it's getting yourself, getting out of your, getting out of you. And also, you're, you're just saying, like, allowing people to sort of validate you, right? Yeah. Like, that, like validate, validate that you have nice shoulders or validate that you're capable of going places with your work that, that you didn't expect or didn't think you could go. No. That's not really where I'm going. Uh. No, 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 you're taking it. No, but see what's cool is you're taking it bigger. Oh, I'm just I'm thinking like opening the door. Oh. Open, taking the time, just the little thing, the little thing to take. So you get out of yourself and notice somebody else. You're calling me selfish? No, no, not you. I said at the beginning of the segment that you do this all well, the time. Wait a minute. She comes in and says you have good shoulders. How's that oh not self-centered? Oh, my God. You are so taking this. Oh, wait, you're direction. saying that we should tell somebody they have nice shoulders. If you think it, say it. Oh! If you think it, instead of just Oh, I'm it. so busy thinking that people are supposed to tell us we have nice shoulders. Oh, my God. So you're saying that we should really take the time to validate other people. Yeah, get out of ourselves. Oh, I got and it. Give a little bit, and it doesn't. As I was say, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be on this huge scale. Okay, it can just be a tiny little thing you do for that 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 person feels like they've been noticed a little bit. How hard is that to do? I hear ya. All right, um, I'm gonna think about this. Like, so so smiling at somebody. Smiling. Sometimes you don't get a smile back, but you know, letting somebody in in traffic. These are the things that I try to do. <laughs> These are the things actually that I consciously try to do every day is actually because I'm so like all about business. You know, it's like, OK, what do we got? What do we got to do? I'll send emails and my emails. I have to stop because it's like I won't go. Hi, how are you? I'll just say, what time are we shooting? Where are we shooting at? What's the plan without saying, hey, how are you? When will I be seeing you at the studio today? Or taking that time to acknowledge somebody, smile at somebody, or tell them they did a good job. Like my poor, my new assistant, poor thing. She's like sending me these lists of all this stuff and this and that, and I did this, and you got to do that, and I have the. And last night I was like, maybe I should tell her she's doing a good job. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> but I had to stop and think about it. I was like, by the way, good job. Like, yeah. just because I thought she probably is functioning in a vacuum. She probably has no idea, you know, it's like, is she doing a good job? Is she, like, what's, is she getting it right? Because there's no one there to train her. And I was like, oh, you know what? By the way, you're doing a great job. And I thought, but I have to like, consciously think about these things. I must admit. Yeah, it, 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 it's getting out of self. It is. Even at the airport, you know, you're waiting in line at an airport and you see somebody, I don't know, struggling with their kid. You know, the kid, you know, and just, and just taking a second to go, it's okay. It, I know it sounds so minuscule, but what it does for, for that person yeah. gives them a chance to breathe and go, I'm not an idiot. People aren't staring at me. I'm not, I don't know. Well, it validates that person. It validates somebody. And I, I think that's really, you're right, I think that's really important. You may, you're actually... This is and actually, it doesn't have to be someone you know, it can be a stranger. It can be if you see somebody on the street that's got a cool, they look good in a pair of pants. What, what does it hurt to say? They might slap you in the face you know, to go up and say, hey, you look great in those pants. Why are they going to smack me in the face? Well, in case, in case Why they... Why do you have to go there? That was just wildly I'm just, inappropriate. I'm just you're saying... You're to be nice to someone, then you say, I'm going to get hit in the no, face. No, I'm just like saying... like a hardly incentivizing... Oh, sweet Mary. I'm just saying, Janice, segment. it's not incentivizing. I wouldn't say you might get smacked in the face. Like, the, you're just, not making a strong argument for your case. I'm saying you might not get the reaction you expect. Sometimes when you do something nice or say something nice, you expect nice in return. Some people are so shocked that you've said something yeah, nice, they yeah. don't know how to react. I agree so with So they you. react with, like... It almost feels that they're they're being exposed. You know, there's some saying. It's like, I don't know if it's like Lao Tzu or the Buddha or something, whatever. One of those ancient sort of Asianese kind of sayings. Yeah, because I know your 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 depth of religion is... <laughs> no, it's, it's like a philosophy thing more, I think. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, the sun doesn't expect the moon to thank it for shining light on it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's I see like what you're saying. You, when you give somebody a compliment or when you show somebody appreciation and love, don't do it because you expect an outcome because you'll for sure be disappointed. You, if you go into it under that pretense of like, now you pat me on the back or you have an agenda and it's not coming from a really pure place, mm -hmm. then you'll be disappointed. But if you go into it and it's just a, a genuine random act of kindness – then I think it makes you, it makes you, you're right, it makes you feel better about yourself. And when you step out of yourself, all of this do unto other stuff that we've been talking about lately, for me, it really makes me feel more connected to mankind. And mm -hmm. that's a good feeling for me because when I feel angry at other people or when I'm, I'm angry at the world or I feel disconnected and I have opposing point of views or I'm hating, uh, you know, something that's going on in the world. It makes me feel really lonely and really alone. Right. So I think that a, you're right. A really great way of like by stepping out of yourself, you actually feel a lot less lonely and a lot more connected because you are forming that sort of simpatico with another person, whether it's a stranger or right. a friendly or a friend or a loved one. Now, what that's got to do with dancing, I have no idea, but that's what inspired me for the thought. Well, it was good. Oh, bless your heart. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> You've got nice shoulders. Yeah. Oh, don't say I didn't keep that up. Are you ready for uh, 
the expert segment. The expert segment. I like this. You ready to give some advice? Well, you will give the advice, and I will nod accordingly. No, no, I, I want you to chime in here. We're going to personalize this for people a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Ready. So the other day, I was wearing my little uh, body media armband thing. Right? Yeah. The, the yeah, calorie. the one where you can find out what people are wearing in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, not what they're wearing. Well, I can see what they're doing. Exactly. But, What's the difference? Okay. So I'm wearing my band, and uh, just because I was, you know, I wanted to see how many calories I was burning this one day, so I was wearing my little, my body media arm fit band, and um, I was on vacation. So uh, I spent a day in Big Sur, and I was, you know, hiking through the woods in Big Sur, but I wasn't exercising. I actually went on a hike with, like, this expert at the resort who was showing me all the different plants and um, talking about how people had lived off the land in the area and all the medicinal properties of the plant. And I know I love that crap. I do. I love that very, like, Bear grills, you know, live off the land kind of thing. I do. I, I just – I would never, ever, ever want to be in that kind of survival situation. But I love that crap. And then the next day, um, up north – Right? You know, I have this little beach glass fetish of mine. Yeah. So up north in Northern Cal, there's some of the best sea glass hunting beaches in the world. And I'm not going to tell you which ones they are in case anybody gets any ideas. Oh, that's cool to know. Well, there's one in Monterey by Cannery Row. But that's all I'm telling you. So uh, stateside beach is also a good one. <laughs> so anyway, so we went uh, beach glass hunting. And it was like, this is, these are the things that I do at 38 for fun. How pathetic is this? Um, and I'm running in and out of the surf, right, grabbing these huge chunks of beach glass. And by the time I was done, I had burned 500 calories, 500 calories, because I was like, you know, running in, running. And it got me thinking, same thing with the day before. By the time I was done with my little nature hike, I burned 375 calories. And I wasn't really hiking. Like, we were walking and stopping and walking and stopping and talking. And I didn't think of it. And in fact, on both days, I was thinking, oh, I should have worked out today. Oh, God, I should have worked out today because I have, you know, stuff to do. I have like a cover to shoot and videos to shoot. And I was thinking like I should have worked out today. And then, of course, I looked at my little device and my output and I had burned a ton of calories. And I just wanted to say, let's Mm -hmm. talk about things that we can do that are fun where you don't necessarily have to go and work out because working out, it's got it's even got the word work in it. And sometimes it's just so tedious. It just sucks. You know, you know. You know? Well, I do. If you yeah. burn 500 calories by... <laughs> I was busy, man. I was in and out of there. I was serious about it. I was grabbing chunks of beach glass and then running from the waves. But even like, you know, so then, of course, I've become obsessed with this now. So I took a, a horseback riding lesson, a jumping lesson. And you have no idea how much work that is, by the way. People used to say, oh, I ride horses. I was like, that's not exercise. That's the horse exercising. But when you're actually like utilizing horseback riding as a sport. Especially the inner thighs. Holy for Look at that. Oh, my God. I was winded. I was actually winded. It's like, keep her on the rails. Now do a leg yield. Great. Now circle around and canter her up to the jump. And, I mean, I was like, (sighs) I was dying. And, you know, I went bowling with some friends, burned a ton of calories. Dancing burns a ton of calories. You went dancing? I didn't particular. I said dancing burns a ton of calories. I didn't say I went dancing, but it does burn a ton of calories. No, it does. A ton of calories. Go out, go out on the town with your friends. Go dancing. You know, go bowling. Take up something that you love and you enjoy. Go for a bike ride with your kids. Go hiking with your dogs. 
Think about how your hobbies, even gardening in your yard, you can burn calories. It's really just about being up and being active. It could be playing a game of basketball with your friends. But there are things you can do that are going to incorporate activity into your lifestyle that don't always have to be so tedious, that don't always have to be in the gym. For sure. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think that there's a lot of guilt. As you said, yeah. I got a shoot coming up. I, I should be oh. working out. And I think that too. I think, oh man, I didn't go to the gym or I didn't get, you know, I didn't get to yoga class or something. And, yes. And sometimes just, just going for it. Take a surfing lesson. Yeah. Take a scuba diving lesson. Do something like that that you've always wanted to do. I've, I've always wanted to take a scuba diving lesson. Um, even snorkeling, like think how many calories you're going to burn. You're swimming around out, but you're learning something. Your brain's active. You're taking on a new habit. Here's one that I would suggest. Join Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. It's like BBBS.org. And play with kids. Hmm. People love kids. Go play with someone's kids. Play with kids that, that don't have, you know, that mentor or something. If you don't have kids of your own. I used to play with my godson all the time. He's getting older now. He's too cool for me. But, like, I used to go to the playground with him and chase him around the monkey bars and play with your kids. Like, And, by the way, this is going to be terrible. I'm so embarrassed to admit this. But sex burns a lot of calories. Sometimes I would just think, like, okay, let's oh, do you this. Know what? Burn you, calories. Kill, you kill me. What is it? What is it? You are so... Burns a lot of calories. I, I didn't get to the gym. You, right? I'd be like, like mortified. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'll make it 30 minutes. It burns calories. Work. I don't keep my armband on. <laughs> Only I did that once. I did it once. Once. Because I wanted to see how many calories it burned. And it burns some calories. It kills your abs. Instead of, maybe that's too much information. But... Huh? So there's 10. All right, here's what I got. I made a list. Bowling, gardening, dancing, joining BBBS.org, play with your kids, take a surfing lesson, take a scuba lesson, take a horseback riding lesson, play video games, active video games like Xbox or Wii, have sex. Oh, explore your city. Every time I'm like, explore your city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm in New York. Oh, I'm yeah, 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 walking around or even when I'm on vacation, like when I'm in Europe or when I'm in Japan or you're walking around. I burn so many calories. I always come home from vacation having eaten all the local cuisine, but I come home thinner because I'm on my feet all day long walking around seeing the sights. You got anything to add here or what? Well, no, I'm just, I'm shocked that you brought up the sex, but I just no, intrigues me. I'm, so. I'm liberating myself. I do have something to bring up, though. You did mention that you had to, you wanted to stay in shape because you had a shoot and a video coming up. And remember the last time we talked about videos? You promised Janice. that I could be in the one of the dancers. I don't remember promising that. I believe you said I would think about it. And I will think about it some more. What's this one? Come, are you allowed to talk about it yet? Is um, it an exercise one? Of course it's an exercise one. Well, then I'd like to be in it. I'd like to be one of the dancers. The one right, remember, the one right behind you. Celebrate good times. Come on. Oh, you know what? And I'm going to do is I'm going to get back to you with those details. <laughs> but, you know, you would have to be here for rehearsals, and it's way too much for your schedule. No, I would, I would, I would make a commitment, and I, but I get to pick my outfit and be right behind you. But you'd have to get a full makeover for that to happen. Why? <laughs> just be behind you really coming up we got dr susan bartell on 
and she's going to talk to us about how to build our kids' self-esteem. This, I mean, oh my gosh, man. Wait till you see this YouTube thing that I'm going to show you with kids going on the internet and asking people if they're ugly. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah, stay tuned. You want to hear this. Okay, so I want to talk about something that is disturbing the hell out of me, and maybe you've heard about it. I'm about to show you. You don't know anything about this Mm -hmm. yet. Basically, these kids, these tweens and teens, are going on YouTube, and they're asking America whether they're ugly or not. They want America to comment on whether or not they're ugly. This is something that's been on the Today Show, the Huffington Post. Some of these kids have 4 million views on their videos, Take a look at this. Ready? I have a question. People tell me this all the time, so... I don't know. Is it true? People say I'm ugly. So, tell me. Am I? But by the way, this is one kid. There's there's tons of them. Look at all these videos that come up. Pretty or ugly? Am I ugly? Be honest. Am I pretty or ugly? Am I ugly? Am I ugly? Am I ugly? For days. And the comments, of course, range anywhere from no sweetheart, you're pretty, to yeah, you're pretty ugly. I mean, it's it's hideous. And I... But it's anonymous. But it's... Uh, you see their faces? No, but the comment, I mean... Oh, the comments are anonymous. So wouldn't it be different if if I said to you, Jillian, am I ugly? It's different than me say asking you than putting myself on the internet. You know, I'm going to get I'm going to get a truth. Don't you think that's more? I don't know. It seems more attention getting to me. You think they're after attention? Well, I don't know what they're after. I don't know. I mean, it would. I I don't really think they're asking for an honest answer if I'm ugly or not. That's bizarre to me. Right, that's my point. That's bizarre. But imagine that once these kids get hundreds of thousands of comments that are ranging the gamut of, no, you're not ugly, yeah, you're totally hideous. I want to know why they're doing it, and then I want to know the damage it's causing, and then I want to know what we can do about it. Because when I look towards the future, if I find that my daughter makes a YouTube video asking people if she's ugly... I, I don't know. I don't know what how I will handle it. So, with that said, uh, I asked Dr. Susan Bartell to come on today and talk to us about this, about why this is happening, and what we can do as adults to prevent it from happening. Uh, now, Dr. Bartell is a renowned psychologist, and her most recent book is the Top 50 Questions Kids Ask. She's also a contributor to BabyCenter.com. So, if you Love what she says, and I think you will, because I'm a huge fan of hers. You can get more info from her there, as well as getting her book. Dr. Bartell, are you with us? I am with you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being with us today. Sure. Uh, Dr. Bartell, so I'm sure you heard me talking to Janice about this YouTube phenomena with kids going on asking if they're ugly. I did. I absolutely heard. And in fact, it's not actually such a new phenomenon. There's a website called Formspring that parents should never let their kids go on, which has been doing exactly that for a couple of years already. So this is sort of just a mutation of Formspring, where kids anonymously are trying to find out, you know, how they look to other people because they are so insecure about themselves that they're they're trying to get a 
sense from other people about what it is they really look like. So that's that's why they're doing this because they yeah. legitimately because Janice thought it might be like an attention grab. No, that's not I don't so. Think it's not at all. I think it's that preteens and young teens are very very insecure. They have a very shaky self esteem and body image, and it's a way of reaching out and doing it in a way that makes them feel less vulnerable. But really, in the end, they actually end up being much more vulnerable because the things that they see and hear are so hurtful most of the time. That, that's what I was going to ask you because I'm a 38 year old woman and I. I've experienced haters commenting on YouTube videos with me or, you know, it's, it's, people are, can be vicious, especially in these forums where they are anonymous. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, you're pretty, pretty ugly, signed anonymous. Oh, how brave of you. Wow. How, how, how valiant. Um, But I wonder, it's got to be doing more damage than, than of course, boosting their self-esteem and, how serious is that? Is that the kind of thing where, like, a kid could become suicidal after having read that? Or I think that a child who was already vulnerable, who is already sort of depressed and, and maybe at risk for being suicidal, could become suicidal. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would make any kid that way, but I think certainly there are many kids who are at risk and whose parents don't even know they're at risk. So for those kids, seeing that kind of thing online could definitely push them over the edge and, and is very, very frightening to me. All right. You say their parents might not even know they're at risk. What are some signs that your kid might be at risk? Well, if you have a child who's very withdrawn, who's shy, who's very, very moody, who isn't doing well in school, who doesn't seem to have a lot of friends and do much on the weekend, who's spending so much time online, and that's really Mm. most of their social life, that's a kid that you really have to watch because those are all red flags. If your child is online and and checking out social websites but still has a really vibrant, active social life and is a happy kid, it is less of a risk. That being said, it's really something that you as a parent should be watching out for. And you need to really be paying attention to your child's self-esteem and, and to whether or not you feel like they do have a good, strong self-esteem. Okay. Now, my reaction to this and my game plan for the future is that they don't get a computer in their room, that I have parental blocks. <laughs> I have parental blocks on everything. YouTube, my name, their name. Like, I, I mean, so for me, I'm just thinking to myself, right. how am I going to turn around and block all these various avenues where they can get into trouble? But you say, you know, while it's good to monitor that, that's not a solution to the problem and that you have to build their sense of value and that is the way to right. circumvent this? Right. You can't block everything. You, you, when your kids are very young, you can. But as they get to be older, it's not, it's not possible to block everything because even schoolwork is now on Facebook. So It, it, it is? Teach, yes, it is. Teachers use Facebook oh, to, to deliver homework. So, oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, it's a whole different conversation. Because I wasn't going to even – I was like, there's no Facebook accounts. No way. No. I can't, I can't even – I had no idea. Okay. The, 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 what you really have to do is you have to make sure that you're building a child – ego and self-esteem so that they are strengthened against all these onslaughts from the media and from peers and from other sources that could really wear them down. So there are a lot of ways that you can do that to really help your child as they grow up, starting at any age really, make them feel good about themselves and have that sense of being inoculated against being put down and wanting to even ask that question online. You know, I saw an interview recently with Oprah Winfrey and Toni Morrison, and Toni Morrison had said, when your child walks in the room, light up. They should see, you know, stop what you're doing and just express complete and utter joy for their presence. And 
I thought about that because in the times I've, you know, I've been going back and forth um, to Haiti and being able to spend chunks of time with my daughter. And there was this one time I was on the phone talking to my business partner and she reaches out for the phone. Right. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. She's going to say hello. And she takes my five hundred dollar iPhone and chucks it. <laughs> and I was like this. Oh, no. I was like, sweetie, honey, don't throw mommy's phone. <laughs> no throwing mommy's phone. I was like, I almost died. But then I and then I subsequently heard, you know, Tony Morrison. I thought, of course, she was thinking I was ignoring her, even though I was right there. I'm playing right next to her. And and that was really profound for me. And I was wondering if you could share some simple things we can do like that that will help us really boost our child's sense of self-worth. So that's great. I think it's wonderful when your child sees you and you're with your child to really express through your body language and words how they light up your life. Right. At the same time, in addition to that, you don't want to do that at times when it's not appropriate because one of the things that builds up a child's self-esteem is knowing what their limits and boundaries are. If all you do is shower them with love and affection, no matter how they are behaving, they're not going to feel that it's authentic. So it's important when your child's not doing what you want them to, like maybe throwing your iPhone, <laughs> that you do set limits yeah. and boundaries. And you can do it in a loving way and not be critical, but certainly to tell them how you feel to tell them how you feel in a very clear way without being mean, without poking fun, without using words that are going to be hurtful, but to explain to them what's important to you and what's going to make you feel good about them. Even though you have unconditional love, there are things that you want to let them know are important to you so that they know what they need to do to have your affection and to have your your liking of them in addition to your love. How does that build their self? See, because I would think that I need to show them everything they do is magic. You know, everything they draw a stick figure, magical. The bet you're Picasso. That's a that's a mistake. It makes them feel like it's not authentic. That thing isn't real. And it also teaches them if if they know that sometimes what they're doing is great and sometimes what they're doing may not be quite as great, it teaches them how to work hard to have a good inner sense of self, to feel proud about themselves and not have to constantly rely on you. And that's when a child doesn't need to go online to YouTube and ask other people, am I pretty? If they know inside that not only are they pretty, but they're good at a lot of things that they have figured out by working hard at getting to that point, then they don't need to check with other people, you or anybody else. Interesting. Okay. Now, I have a question for you. Um, I'm a person who works a lot. And uh, I have a little bit of guilt about this. I've, I've quit a few jobs. I've attempted to clear my schedule. Um, I'm making dramatic sweeping changes to my life in the career area because I already feel guilty and, and my daughter's not even home yet. But you, you've said that you should be proud that you're a working mom. You know, you have to have balance and it's hard. And, and for people like you and me who work a lot, it's, it's hard to keep that balance. But you, if you're a working person and you're a working mom, you do have to be proud of that. And, and your child will see that and value it, and, and it's a way of showing them that there's more to you than just being a mom, even though the, being the mom might be the most important part. Right. And even if you're a stay-at-home mom, it's important for you to be busy with things that are important to you, to take care of yourself, to volunteer for things, because being more than a mom makes you a happy person. Right. It's not about whether you work you know, to make money or you work to to just give back to the world. It's really important 
to have a good self-esteem yourself so that you can role model that for your child. Because, you know, I, I remember um, when I worked with families for a little while, and it was incredible how the mom would put herself down, right, and pick herself yeah. apart, and then the Correct. kid would start... <clears throat> excuse me, the kid would start to put herself down and pick herself apart. And I was thinking to myself, this is amazing. It's like a little mini you. She's picked up all your insecurities, <laughs> all your issues. She asks all the same questions. Thank you, Paige. Sorry, Dr. Bertel. I have a tiny cold and my lovely makeup artist has run in. So if snot doesn't pour down my face, which you're very fortunate you're not in here to see. So thank you, Paige. Uh, with that said, um, I remember also my mom was a working mom and she worked out and she took her time to look good and get her nails done and all of this. And I remember being very proud of her. Right, exactly. Now, of course, when you're with your kids, you want to really focus on them. You want to turn off your computer. You want to turn off your phone and really be with them present in the moment. And especially on the times that you you're, have extended periods of time on the weekends, maybe. So you can really, really feel for yourself and for your child that your time with them is meaningful. And that's how you balance. That's how you balance doing the mom thing and giving back to the world in another way. Right. All right. Now, here's, here's what I would really love to know. Can you tell me what never to do? Absolutely. I like the what never to do. I want to know where never to go. What do, I, what do we never do that's really going to mess our kids up? So you never want to point out things that, you did, that your child did wrong in a very critical way. You don't want to tell them they're fat or they're ugly or you don't like them. If yeah. there are things that you don't Oof, like about how they're don't behaving, like them. I, I would I would be happier if you wouldn't argue with your brother or sister so much. Oh. I don't like it when you scream and yell and slam the door. That's okay, but not to give sweeping sweeping negative comments about your child mm. or who they are as a person. The other thing that you don't want to do is you never want to compare your child to other kids. You really want to resist the urge to say to your child. Um, you know, how come your friend so-and-so does their homework every day right after school and you never get your homework done? Ooh. Or to siblings. Comparing kids is really hard for them and it really makes them feel bad about themselves. It's so funny because I, I say the same thing to adults. Like, don't compare yourself to somebody else. It only sets you up to feel like crap. Exactly. And yet I have heard so many parents saying, like, why does so-and-so manage to get that done? Why does so <laughs> You know, and I wonder if, if you would ever just fall into that. Um, now here's one that you've said before, and I, I want to understand this. You say, don't force your kids to do things they hate, but I would imagine they're going to hate everything, right? They're going to hate veggies. They're going to hate the piano. They're going to hate to do their homework. I think it's okay and it's important that if your child wants to try something, an activity, let's say, I'm not really talking about food, but let's say an activity, and then they decide after the second time that they hate it. You, you should say to them, you know what, you signed up for it and you need to finish the semester and you need to work at it and give it a chance. But if after that they're doing that activity because it's your fantasy that they become the varsity, uh, <laughs> right. it's not okay. Right, I get it. My shrink always says to me, these children are not going to be a narcissistic extension of you, Jillian. Like, exactly. just because you wish you were a rock star doesn't mean they need to exactly. take hours of singing lessons and learn to play five instruments. It doesn't mean you shouldn't get your kids to try hard at the things they are doing, and it doesn't mean you should let them give up if it's something that they do want to do just because it's hard. But to be careful to separate what you want from them for what they, from what they want for themselves. 
Jillian wanted to play the piano. Oh, man, you? I certainly did. I, I wanted to play. The, I wish that I, I love music, and I wish that I was musically talented, and I regret. You can now and learn how to do it. I know plenty of adults who've learned. Really? You think so? Absolutely. I'm going to do, like, a horrible recital Dr. for you, Bartell, Dr. Bartell. She, could, she couldn't sit still to play the piano. <laughs> Can you, I'm going to invite Dr. Bartell to my recital. I'm going to be like, you said you to do this? And now I... My earplugs, but I'll come. Oh. Um, okay, now, th- this last uh, one you have here is a don't ever do. This terrifies me because I do this to everybody. And not only that, it was how my father showed me affection. Uh-huh. You say don't tease the kid. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that kids who were teased by parents, by siblings... It really is very damaging to their self-esteem and trigger eating disorders. Oh, my gosh. Long-term effects. So it's important. If if not everybody is laughing, it's not funny. Wow. I mean, because for me, like, I always pick on Janice. And by the way, if I'm not picking on you, it means I don't love you. It's like the well, strangest. The kids don't understand that. Right. Uh, adults might understand that, but kids neither don't. Neither does Janet. And it's <laughs> a really important one. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. You know, go back to the, the fragile ego of those YouTube girls. If you're picking on them even right. as a joke, they're not getting that as a joke. Thank you so much. Dr. Bartell, thank you so much for being with us. And the book is called The Top 50 Questions Kids Ask. And they can also find your expert advice on babycenter.com. Perfect. By the way, that's a super website. I'm on there all the time these days. <laughs> yes. I live on that damn website these days. So thank you. You are just a rock star. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. So think about Janice. I might have to stop teasing you. Well, I, what would you, how would we communicate? You know what? Your self-esteem's already shot. Screw it. No. Self-esteem. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you know what? That's okay. I like to keep you down under my thumb, just right there. No, you misread. You misread me. No, it's I just like so. it's just like you could misread your child. If you're, what if your child just wants to read a book and you think, oh my god, they're depressed. See, and if I just, if I, if you say something to me and I just go, and then you think, oh my god, I've I've crushed her. You always take it to other level. What if, what if my child wants to read a book? You're all over the place. Janice say, is all over the place. No, I say no. I'm. It's a good point. This is an excellent point. For more, uh, for more information on Susan Bartell's tips. Oh, what about oh. my tips? <laughs> I've got some damn tips. If you're listening, Okay, it's time for caller 911, and uh, Maureen from Hatfield, Pennsylvania, is waiting to talk to you. Awesome. Maureen, what's going on? Hi. Hi, buddy. Well, this is awesome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a fan of yours, it's not even funny. <laughs> oh, well, again, thank you. <laughs> Shouldn't say she was a uh, fan of yours, Janice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> what's going on? Um, well, my question is, um, a couple years ago, I quit smoking. Okay. And I fell back on an old vice, which is soda. Uh, <laughs> and okay. um, I was raised on it. It's been really hard for myself and both of my sisters to quit it. And I was just wondering if you could offer some words of advice to finally kick that awful habit. <laughs> okay. Well, first question, not that it truly matters, but diet soda or regular soda? 
regular soda. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they're both crappy. I mean, we could do a whole segment on which is worse. I mean, they're they're both really bad for you. So, in in different ways. Um, all right. You want the truth on this one, kid? Yes. You got to cold turkey it, and you got to do it for a month. And it it takes. I don't remember when I quit sugar soda because it's been that long. Like, I think as a kid, even as a kid, I don't think that I drank sugar soda because my mom drank Tab. Remember Tab? Mm -hmm. So my mom drank Tab, and as long as I can remember, I think I drank diet drinks, so I never had to kick regular soda, but I had to kick diet soda. And I mean, I was putting, I would go to those restaurants and, yeah, refill. Yes, thank you, refill. Uh Uh-huh, refill. And I must have drank eight of them a day at least. So, and it became like a, you know, diet sodas were a treat, different kinds of diet, root beer, diet, Dr. Pepper, all that crap. And when I finally kicked it, I had to educate myself on how bad it was for me. So my first piece of advice to you is to understand that, I mean, geez, not only are you getting about 150 calories a pop on those suckers. I mean, you wow. you could have yeah for for a soda. It's like you could have a brownie, uh, you know, a, like at least like a small brownie, but you know, uh, pretty darn close to it. A cookie. I mean, a soda. It's like 150 calories of pure sugar. It's diabetes central. <laughs> you know, it's like why don't you just invite diabetes over? It's like hey, come on over, infect me. I mean, so so it's deleterious to your bones. I mean, all kinds, it's, it's just corrosive. It's aging you. It's causing disease in your body. It's just, it's corrosive from the inside out. So I would actually do a little more research. Go online, Google, you know, uh, health side effects of soda and see all these things that come up. Because when I started to educate myself about how bad diet soda was for me, I realized that it was not really a choice. I had to do it. I remember when you did it. I remember those days. Yeah. But you had it. It was tough. It was hell. And it took me a full month. And I mean, first of all, I thought I was narcoleptic because I was so addicted to the chemicals and the Mm. caffeine and all of that that it was like I felt like I was going to pass out in the middle of lunch sometimes. It was the worst. And I just craved it. And I was bitchy. And I was angry. And, you know, I still allowed myself like, – I wouldn't go – do you have other forms of caffeine in your life? Do you drink, like, a cup of coffee or – Coffee, yeah. I do like coffee. Okay, because just – I don't drink it as much as I should, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want you to drink – you know, you shouldn't have over 400 milligrams of caffeine in your day anyway. So the reality is I just don't want you to go cold turkey off of the sugar and the caffeine at the same time. So if you can, you know – just as long as – otherwise your head is going to split open. You will split your head open. Your head will literally – you'll be in the middle of your day and your head will just, just crack wide open. 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 Oh, it's the, it's just – so, uh, you know. So as long as you still have a little bit of caffeine in there to help you with that withdrawal and then you got you to gotta just pull yourself off of it cold turkey, let your body detox – You'll lose your taste for it. It is a detox. Oh, it's isn't a, it? oh, it's pure chemical. Absolutely, it's a drug. It's like detoxing off of anything: heroin, cocaine, tobacco. Without a doubt, it is a full-blown chemical yeah. addiction. So, yeah, 
Um, How are you feeling about that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you, sweetie. And, you know, so remind yourself of why you're doing it, the benefits of what you're going to get when you've quit. You're going to be healthier. You're going to be leaner. You're going to have more energy. Your skin's going to look better. Your whole entire life is going to be affected, believe it or not, by giving up this crap. So remind yourself of that and then switch to like a sparkling water. And add a little bit of fresh juice into it. So it's like get a sparkling water with, and then put like a splash of juice in it. Just a splash, a couple tablespoons. And it'll help, gives you the fizzy and the sweet, and it'll help kind of wean you off of it. But you're doing the right thing, buddy. We're behind you. Right, Janice? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I worry exactly like you said, because my dad actually two years ago was uh, diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Mm. Oh, babe. So it, it scares me because. As it I should. The sweet juice. Yeah, as it should, sweetie. I have my dad's sweet tooth, and I'm like, I'm going to go down the same path if I don't do something. Mm. So, And let that be your constant motivation and reminder about why you're quitting soda. Thank you so much for all your help. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Thank you so much for calling. All right, my friend, we got to go. I hate when you do this. I know you do, but that's me. That's my job. You just ruined I know. my whole, you just kill my swerve, man. Kill my swervo. Kill your swerve. Say goodbye. No. Oh, no. Please say goodbye. You say goodbye. You, I want them to know that you're the one that's abandoning them. Bye-bye. Janice, how heartless. <laughs> If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash WaitForItComedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.